Hello, and welcome to The Gray Area, where I give interviews with developers, talk about gaming news and reviews, and focus on the interrelationships between gamers. This week, I talk about MAGFest briefly, uh, where I was this weekend in D.C., giving a panel called Women in Gaming, the Silent Majority. Hopefully some of you are there to hear it, but if you weren't, you'll get to hear it now. Uh, you may have noticed I'm a little sick today, so I'll do the best I can. Uh, basically, this panel is a description on some of the issues that women in gaming have and some of the good things that are going on as well. Uh, the panel was really excellent. Uh, I thought the other ladies did a really good job, and we had a standing room only for it, which I was really impressed with. Um, the participants at MAGFest were great. They had good questions, and we basically got ejected from the room at some point uh, because we kept on talking and had so much uh, participation. So that was really great. I had a wonderful time at MAGFest, and I recommend it highly if you have not been. Um, and with that, we're going to get to the panel, uh, and the panelists introduce themselves pretty much. So I hope you enjoy it. I will be resuming a regular... Uh, programming now. took about a month off to uh, get some stuff taken care of with work and otherwise, and hopefully we'll be resuming weekly episodes um, as I can begin to line up guests again. So I hope you enjoy them, and uh, welcome back to the gray area. Capacity panel that I have seen so far. So, welcome to your seats. What seat? That's the point. Unless you're recording. A couple brief introductions. Uh, first, uh, my name is Tinzian. I am the storyteller and DM of the international podcast called Death Before Dishonor. I am also the manager of the Gray Area Podcast. To my right is Eliza Mendez. She's a PhD candidate in Global and Social Cultural Studies at Florida International University. She's also a rock star and is a podcast host of the Quarter Life Crisis Podcast. Yep. And Fred, I'll get it. Next in line is uh, Deanna. She is game designer for Fable Streams. Next to her, Genesee Gray. Uh, she is the host of the Gray Area Podcast, and she's also the community manager for Fable Streams. And last, and definitely not least, <laughs> is Monica. She is host of the 1D Forecast, um, and she is a game designer as well. Yes. <laughs> Fable sucked. Peter Molyneux wasn't good at it. Yeah. Different game. Fable Different screens. Games. Not, not Fable. For I I Fable. later on, um, there's some cards down on the front table where the screen is if you would want to pick them up and do some follow-up as far as the different podcasts and other stuff. Uh, the purpose of tonight's conversation is not to define what is a nerd or a geek girl. It is more for the sake of Women in Gaming. Uh, we've got four topics. I'm going to try and keep it somewhat on track, and then at the end we'll allow a little time for Q&A. Um, hopefully, during the Q&A portion, we won't have to bounce anyone for uh, language and so forth. So, <laughs> ladies, are you... <laughs> 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 I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> 18 plus panel. Are you all ready? 18 plus panel? Mic's on. Hello. Ready to talk? Okay. I think, I don't know if mine's on. Yes, actually. Okay. Yes, they're on. Okay. <clears throat> the first thing to open up, and uh, I guess we'll go down the line from uh, Eliza to start here, is actually, let's do from Monica. Oh, we're going to start with me? Yeah. Let's start with Monica. Oh, no, here. fun. And let's do um, exceptionalism and tokenism in terms of getting people or characters to be acknowledged at all, both either female gamers or uh, in terms of just trying to break into gaming. Okay, well, first off, um, for those of you who don't 
aren't familiar with either of these two terms, they're usually applied to characters in fiction, like in media, movies, video games, and very manifest. Um, <laughs> but these sort of things, you know, have negative repercussions on our lives as gamers and people in the hobby. Excuse me, did you speak up? Yes, yeah, sure. Sorry, I can be a whole lot louder. <laughs> I was trying to not be super loud. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, cool. Um, anyway, so exceptionalism, uh, specifically when it applies to women, um, to use an example that we talked about earlier when we were prepping for this, um, consider what Mass Effect would have been like if Commander Shepard was only Fem Shep, and then there was, you know, critical feedback or whatever that was like, oh, well, she's such a great character because she's a woman. In, oh, she's, you know, such a badass, in spite of being a woman, look how much ass she kicks above and beyond that. And there's that sort of cultural spillover then that applies to women who are trying to do things. Um, in, a, in a nutshell, dudes are allowed to be mediocre and women are either great or they suck. Are we going down the line? I guess, I guess we're going down the aisle. Okay, we're going down the line. Go down the line for, uh, for now and then we'll kind of mix it up a little bit. I think Monica defined that. Can you hear me with this? No. No. What a surprise, Monica has the loud mic. <laughs> I think she defined that term pretty well. Uh, some of the examples I can think of, uh, I don't know if anyone's recently seen the Maxim Gamer Girl contest. Uh, roll my eyes now. There are several things like that where it's not just enough to be an excellent gamer. It's not enough to know what you're talking about or to be competent in a subject. You also have to be extremely beautiful, well-spoken, and an entire package. Like everybody on this panel. I mean... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sorry, Jen. <laughs> so the question is, when you define yourself as a woman, a woman gamer or a woman in a particular field, why is that even a designation? Because mm -hmm. you don't see, and she was talking about, I would like you to share that helicopter pilot story if you want to. Oh, sure. Which I thought was excellent. Well, I can share it when we're, everybody else gets okay. a chance to talk, otherwise I will talk through the whole panel. There you go. <laughs> yeah. The term women gamer or woman gamer, girl gamer, however you want to say it, in itself is unnecessary. Um, and we can discuss the number of women in games and why that tag is there because they're sort of the silent majority as the title is, but that's my section. <laughs> Alright, uh, I guess I can just pick up right where you left off because it's, it's kind of true and I have more of a specialty in like tabletop games and wargaming and depending on the type of game that you actually play, women are treated differently based on uh, my observations like Tabletop 40k, they don't care. <laughs> if you win, they're going to be angry either way. <laughs> no matter who wins, if it's across the table, it doesn't matter. Tournament, free play, they're going to be angry. Uh, in a lot of card games, they actually are a little bit uh, more misogynistic against women, especially in uh, my observations where it's, oh, do you need someone to teach you how to play? We'll get you a starter deck. Oh, <laughs> we'll give you some things so we can help you. Obviously, you don't know how to play, even though you just kicked my ass three rounds in a row. <laughs> um, and that's that's my start. Yeah. So. Oh, she gets the extra loud mic. Yeah, you might need to turn me down. Um, <laughs> or not. Um, so yesterday I was in the vendor room and I was talking to somebody uh, about this panel and I said, hey, you should totally come to this sweet panel along because it's about women gaming. Totally. And uh, this is really cool and I hope you come. And he was like, um, okay, so, so, so what do you do? And I, and I explained that I, I study video games, I'm getting my PhD studying video games. Holla. That's a thing you can do by the way. Shout out to all those in the video games and academia panel yesterday, uh, Thursday. But, um, <laughs> and, you know, and <laughs> I swear to God, I, I, I didn't want to get kicked out. But he, 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 he looks at me and he goes, you know, well, I see the woman part, but the gaming part, you know, and I was like, dude, 
do, do I really have to explain myself with like a list of credentials in order for me to prove myself that I'm actually worthy of being like up here on this panel or something? Like, how does that work out? I'm like, I'm here, aren't I? Yeah. We, we could have posted our credentials on the wall, but it yeah. might have taken up all it of them. It might have taken a really long <laughs> time. You know, I don't think it's, it's not enough that I'm getting a doctorate studying video games. Somehow I have to like... You or know, that she's a fragile cadet. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and I'm a fragile cadet, and you know, I've been, you know, my, my brother taught me how to read with Nintendo Power, and the list goes on. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's, you know, it's like, do I have to, is there some sort of badge that I have to show because it, it might be branding. Or something. It's like, I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm like, yeah. I was going to say, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't get a chance to show them the Trivial Pursuit tattoo because only special people get to see that. <laughs> but still, you know, it's, 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 it's the idea of like, you know, why, 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 does the, why does the chick gamer, why does the chick singer, why does the chick drummer, you know, chick scientist, have to be a chick anything, you know? And it's 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 frustrating in a place where there's a lot of us here. <laughs> so yeah. You're not just here with your boyfriends. Totally accepting, it's fine. But yeah, but I'm like I'm like, this happened yesterday, you know? Like, really? Here at Magfest, it happened here. So this is a conversation that still needs to happen. Bob's. Let's go for the example of we're gonna tell the story. Okay. Oh yeah. Right. Sorry. So from earlier. This is awesome. I'm the square who listens to NPR. <laughs> you keep getting cheered. What? Uh, it <laughs> And uh, usually on my lunch break at work, I listen to the story on NPR, which is um, like people who are in the news and authors and stuff like that. And what they just do is tell stories from their lives, usually about their personal experiences. And it's a pretty cool show. Um, and I was listening to the story, and it was really not that long ago, like before Christmas. And um, there was a, a woman who was a rescue medic for the army, and she was telling the story about how she basically saved a whole bunch of people from a helicopter that was crashing and exploding. And um, when she was being interviewed by the media, they were like, oh, well, you did such a fantastic job, and it's even, even better because you're a woman. You know, you, you rose above because you're a woman. Like, if a man had done that, he would just be a hero. Uh, but, but she was exceptional because she's a woman. Uh, and and she, she like said, oh, I looked at these reporters and I was like, I was just doing my job. And that, that is a pretty good example of, of this exceptionalism problem in real life. Like, I was going to say, it's like, it's, it's, it's like you know, you, you did that in spite of being a woman, as if you did that in spite of like having some sort of disability. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, like, 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 oh, and you lost your life, oh, and you're rich. Oh. <laughs> Same level. Wow. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, any other stories? Uh, Tennessee, do you have anything to comment on here before we move on? Yes. yes. Not really. I mean, they'll come up. They'll come up in our conversation. It, it'll just keep happening. Oh, it'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> It'll keep happening, I'll be told to uh, shush and uh, mind your business eventually, but let's move on to the subject of uh, language, either in terms of, uh, for example, the cross assault, which they can explain if they want uh, in due time, or language that either gender hears during the course of play, whether they believe that a female gamer is in the chat room in, you know, in, in a raid or something along those lines. So. Let's just open it up to language, and uh, this time let's go with um, Liza first. Yeah, so um, who here has heard of fatuglyorslutty.com? Yay! Everyone almost. <laughs> if you didn't know, uh, well, you have. Well, if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> so, fatuglyorslutty.com, bookmark it. It is a great place where you can find examples of language um, mostly gender-based language uh, 
basically harassment language that is sent via uh, all sorts of channels, including Xbox Live, uh, PS3, um, Trade Chat, <laughs> which is always good. Um, and, and I had a personal experience. Um, I, I gave them a gigantic file of stuff um, to use. They take user submissions, so if you have any awesome messages that you get from... Is this an overrating thing? Sure. Do you have like assholes on Xbox Live? Um, you know, you can. background may. I don't know. One day develop something, but. I was going to say, I think most of them have heard it by now. We're not little except that we are. So, so I found out their site is great. I gave them a huge wealth of material because there was one point a couple years ago when I was on the Xbox Live Gamer Spotlight for like a week. And because I'm a sociologist, I tend to say, ooh, this would make a great study. As soon as this happened, I got like over a thousand messages over the course of a week, and about 30-something percent, a good third of them, were in a category that on a folder. I took a picture of every one that wasn't like a high, right? And 30% of those were in a category called come-ons and denigration. <laughs> a folder right there. This is fabulous, you know, it's like, I, and I think I might still have pictures, but, you know, so, so come see me. But it's, it's, it's all like the most vulgar shots. Only two wiener pics. Surprising. I only got only two. two. I only, 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 only got two. two. I'm, I'm surprised by that, actually. Right? That is kind of disappointing. And, and Maybe they knew better. <laughs> no, they didn't, because they just did not love. <laughs> <laughs> I met the one that didn't. If you're going to do it, put your best appendage forward. <laughs> Otherwise, whatever. But you know, the, the, the thing is, is that um, gendered language um, does not necessarily, this might be an interesting note, does not necessarily um, go strictly towards women. And I think that the the feminine language used as a put down for people of both genders is kind of it's it's a um, it kind of speaks to the larger feelings about women in general. It's a problem. It's a problem. A very large one. And it's and it's just magnified by I think you know greater internet fuckwad theory. <laughs> so. You know, and then anonymity, you know, so, so, so that helps, but yeah, I have, I have pictures to show after the show. Awesome. Do you have names to associate with them to embarrass them publicly? Um, I mean, I'm not going to do like it, whatever. Oh, she is. <laughs> I'm going to do that, but I have to make that connection. It's a background on that. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you know. Show me some titties. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, you gotta love that. Oops, oops, oops. Oh, you're a girl? Perfect. Um, 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 oh, well, this one is perfect because, because it goes along with, I think, a lot of problems in different industries um, where women are not as trusted to be as skilled as their male counterparts. So there's a sort of like distrust, like a look behind the curtain, like who's doing that work for you, really? Um, did your boyfriend get those achievements in Borderlands 2? No, he didn't. Oh, no, no, he didn't. Did <laughs> no, he didn't. Hell no. It was all me. So. Jasmine, uh, take yeah. you next, then Deanna, and we will rock the Monica at the end. Rock the Monica at the end. I like that. Yes. Rock the Monica. <laughs> OK. Before, we, before I talk about be language, lyric. I'd like to give a shout out to all the guys who really don't use that language. Thank you. Don't, you you tried very hard. But language, I want to take two parts. One, I think, is, is as Eliza was talking about, where language in the use of feminine words are bad. Uh, and if you're called something feminine, you throw like a girl, you raid like a mm -hmm. You're such a girl. <laughs> Those are obviously bad. Uh, and I don't think they should be. Considering that 49% of women in the UK are, gamers are women, 49% of them in the UK. I believe it's about 40% here in America. I thought it was 40% was the last statistic they had. Yes, in America it is 40%. So there's obviously people out there that are going to be offended by that. The second part of language, I think, is that a lot of people expect that 
good girls uh, are very polite and kind. <laughs> and that, you know, it's true, it's true. It's true. Giggle snorting aside, that's totally true. <laughs> the expectation is. The expe no, no, the yes. expectation is true, not that, that, that it is true. I can shout this room down. And to mine. <laughs> Oh, are you passing the mic no. to me? I'm going last. Okay. Don't, don't let me talk through this whole thing. I just heard on the radio uh, yesterday, someone called in for some random subject, and they said, oh, can't, can't you talk like a girl? You know, can't you be nice like a girl? And uh, especially when you're in any kind of competitive shooters or raiding, uh, should you let off a stream of colorful metaphors, you're instantly not a good girl or you're some sort of a slut or a bitch or something awful mm -hmm. because you've chosen to be extra colorful that day, which I think He's is also an interesting, can be. <laughs> an interesting phenomenon. Oh no, I, I think it was me next. Yeah, yeah I, uh, actually sitting there face to face is I think sometimes even worse because the, uh, they actually flat out will tell you what they think of you, and if you win, then you get the colorful stream of metaphors right to your face where you want to punch them. And sometimes that's what happens. <laughs> or that's when table flipping ensues and they lose all of their pieces of their 40k models all over the floor, broken. And yes, I will admit I have totally done that to a guy who completely went on a nice long rant on how a girl shouldn't be allowed to play a strategy game at me. Oh, wow. So he lost all of his nicely painted models on a floor to a table flip, and they were all broken. <laughs> so I can actually say I flipped a table out of sheer, sheer rage, but being a girl in gaming is, is really difficult. And the fact that men use it derogatorily towards each other even, mm -hmm. saying, you're such a girl, or I raped you like a girl even. Oh. Like, that one is always one of the trigger worst warning. ones you can even say. Yes, oh, yeah. that's a trigger, trigger word. word. <laughs> trigger words, but it's just the series of what, how you say it and what you say can mean a big difference between keeping your stuff and not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pass this to Monica now before it goes on uh, to a longer rant. I don't rant. condone violence, but it sounded like that guy deserved it. That sounded like a living example of a Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so words have meaning, people. Words have meaning. Uh, just going along with what you said. Um, all right, trigger warning. Cover anybody's small children's ears if there's anybody under the age of, like, 16 in here. But uh, <laughs> the, the perfect storm, I raped you like a little bitch, you faggot. Oh, Has yeah. anybody ever heard that or something like it while playing online? Look at this. Yes. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah. There it goes. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, everybody, everybody, everybody keep your hands up. Yeah. Okay. We're going to take Can a photo. Can we count the things wrong with that sentence? I've heard 10-year-old voices. Yes, and yeah. exactly. That is a problem. Thank you for keeping your hands up. in there, but I hate it. <laughs> and, and you, you know, I think one of the big things, you know, it, I don't necessarily think we need to ban mouthy 10-year-olds, but uh, Someone I think do get part of what you do need to do over mouthy 40-year-olds, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> what you do need to do is when you hear people say things like that, you need to say, dude, that shit's not cool. Thank you. There was actually then, an article online just yeah. last week about how that is not appropriate, even amongst like dudes saying it to each other, just because it's just it's disrespectful not only to your own community but to a lot of others. <laughs> yeah, uh, words have meaning. Be conscious of what they are. Check yourself. And if you hear people spouting that kind of crap, tell them to knock it the f off. Really, that's yeah. where you stop. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with Deanna first. 
first and then move down to Monica and uh, since Eliza wants to. Uh, Eliza can go last. Yeah. This way we can say many of the things beforehand. Mm. All right. Eliza, sorry. Uh, when, we, when we talk about gatekeeping, this is the entire argument of you're not a real nerd. You know what? If you're willing to put on a costume and come to a convention, flat out, you're already a real nerd. If you play video games on your phone, you're really a gamer. And the difference between saying that somebody's a female gamer or a gamer is disrespectful. You're a gamer if you pick up a card game and start playing. You're a gamer if you pick up a board game and start playing. You're a gamer if you've ever even thought of about going, you know what, instead of doing this, I want to go play a video game for an hour. I want to go to an arcade like back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So there isn't a difference in whether you're a gamer or not. Just because the fact that you have a passion for something in the community makes you a member of the community and there shouldn't be any difference there. It shouldn't be your gender, it shouldn't be what type of game you like. You're just a member of the community just by being a part of the community and participating in any way. Even if it's on your phone, because we all know you can download old school RPGs, so even if you're playing by yourself, you can do it. And that's all I really have to say about that because it's just going to make me angry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you're not a real gamer if you play social games or mobile games. Definitely something you hear a lot. Uh, only if you play first-person shooters or you're competitive are you a real gamer. And sometimes that doesn't even apply. I mean, you're, I'm talking to Stephanie Harvey, I'm interviewing her. She just won the Counter-Strike World Cup a couple years ago, and she and her female team are being told by the other competitors that, oh, well, I guess we'll grudgingly congratulate you on winning the World Cup. <laughs> So that, that definitely happens. Uh, also, I guess the reason, one of the reasons I think people sometimes don't acknowledge or realize how many women are actually in gaming is because the computer sciences and engineering was definitely something that was sort of a, a male-oriented field you know, not too long ago. And now, finally, we have some women in the, that field. And we actually have a lot of developers who have designed games that you probably wouldn't know, like Gears of War 3. There was a female developer on that staff. Uncharted 3 and Deus Ex Human Revolution, all women designers that you don't hear a lot about and you probably don't see them doing interviews or doing a lot of talking about that. Uh, I think it's just sometimes something we need to be a little more aware of and have some more interviews with and some more you know, publicity for so people see that you know, the gatekeeping is really kind of an illusion. Okay, I, you know, I read the word nerd on my hand. You're familiar with this meme, right? Yeah. Mm. Mm. The, the, the fake the old meme. Right. Can we identify that as a problem, too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I also got to say that this, this MAGFest has been one of the conventions I've been to where I've seen the most women. Thank you, MAGFest. Thank you, MAGFest. Thank you. <laughs> but, um, actually, to set an example from this panel itself, you and your story earlier mm -hmm. about the guy being like, well, I don't see the gamer part. That's gatekeeping. Mm -hmm. Like this. It's wrong. It's wrong. I was wearing a portal shirt and I was wearing the same earrings. I know. Seriously. Just, like, right, just because you oh. play portal, which means it's not online, doesn't oh, mean not. you don't game. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we had an entire argument earlier about this with trying to figure out a bunch of uh, female games, uh, how they orient female games, where it's all, it's only about the story. You know what? Games should be about the story a lot of the time if you're playing a long game. Look, look. <laughs> people like what people like. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. That's where it ends. There's no good or bad. And uh, you get to choose how you identify yourself. Just you. Not just you. Uh, only, the, only that one. <laughs> one person. Nobody else. One <laughs> that, that one guy. <laughs> We're going to make the decision for you. And if you want to be a girl gamer, then you're a girl gamer, but that shouldn't be the default assumption, and it shouldn't be treated as something inferior. Yes. And this idea that that is an inferior thing, and oh, only women like social games, or only women like mobile games, or only women like games with sex scenes, or anything like that, you know? questions at the end. Yeah. Is a bad thing. Yeah.
Seth, you threw me off my groove there. <laughs> well, yeah, so, so there's, there's, there's also something to be said about um, the use of the word girl gamer as a strategy. Um, in terms of it's, it can be a strategy. It can be a strategy. Um, it's, it's what we call in the biz strategic essentialism. Um, I wish we had like a call, like some like fraternities and sororities, and like all of a sudden like uh, go, secret. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like all the feminists would be like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. You, you need to come up with a secret handshake. Like, this like, what's, I mean, I mean, if, if there was some sort of like dazzler roar that we could do instead, or that, uh, it's neither <laughs> here instead of the closet one. Um, but but yeah, so so the use of the word girl gamer may actually be strategic, um, especially if you know if, if you're like in an anonymous environment, um, and then just saying you're a woman playing a game, you know, is already here's some gold to help you. <laughs> um, it's, it's already like it's already a step forward towards greater visibility. So it's not entirely bad, although I do see some issue with the idea of girl gamer and girls can make games too. And this one's for girls. And um, the, the the idea of using of, of having women constantly being referred to in the diminutive as girls. And, like, not women. Like girls and checks rather than. Oh my like, god. Right? Oh my god. And like, I'm like a girl gamer and like. And I play like video games. I like Borderlands too because I can play a lady. But you know, so, so, so there is something to be said for, for the term girl gamer to be a strategic move. Um, there's. There's also um, something to be said for you know the fact that that we have to present some sort of laundry list of, of credentials in order to, to gain access, and that's it's not a cute look. I we get it a lot in the tabletop role playing. You see my D and D dice show? Yeah. All of my pen and paper gamers in the house. And I have been to plenty of gaming conventions where it's like, well, what do you like? And I'm like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> do you want the list? Assume I don't know what I'm doing oh, when I've written my own game. Which we did do demo, an entire yeah. demo yesterday yep. in two and a half hours. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, 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 you know, this speaks to something if I could, you know, sort of like jump in, like the idea of working a convention yeah. as a female gamer and like, like experiences of Fried Doll Cadet. Um, is is fabulous in this, you know, because then you have the people that are like, well, well can I talk to somebody who knows yeah, about this? Yeah, can I talk this? to somebody who knows what they're talking about? Can I talk to somebody who knows about this? Or um, you obviously don't know how this game works. Yeah, yeah. So you it's like, these it's people like, who act like you don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Where's the guy? Yeah, where's the guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where's the dev? Oh, I, you know. yeah. I worked at a oh, comic shop. Where's your boyfriend? You. Isn't he the one that's in charge yeah. here? I was I, I was working this event for uh, for Rocksmith. Um, this is a game we can play the real guitar. It's awesome. Um, I was working at um, for for Ubisoft, and um, you know, somebody was like, "Oh, you know, what come?" And it was at a music festival, um, and we were showcasing this this music game. And it was, uh, you know, it was like, "Oh, you know, what what company makes this?" And I said, "Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's Ubi, and they make awesome stuff like they also make Assassin's Creed and like Ghost Recon and um, you know, Splinter Cell." And they're like, "Yeah, but you don't play those, though." <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> You know, it's like it's like it's like whether whether you're just walking the show floor or you're working the show floor, it's you know, it's like it's like how do how do I prove to you? Is there like some like magical thing that you have to wear that you have to say? Is there like a sign that I have to wear on the head that says I I, I made this stuff? I'm yes, not just here to take guy. pictures That's with you. Yeah. You know, oh, it's. <laughs> Huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Apparently, that's the only way anybody believes oh. that I wrote this. So, yeah. for reals. So fun. <laughs> it's it's fun. <laughs> All right, then. Anything else? <laughs> I, I think we should finish that topic because otherwise, this is gonna go on all night. If they want to know more, they can talk to us later. Yeah. Find us. Find us after. Yeah. Over again. Um, let's talk about that then, as far as the 
corporate actions that have been going on. Mm -hmm. There, recently Bioware had to do a full court press where they stood behind a community uh, member who worked for them, a community service member, who was getting slaughtered on the forums. Uh, they basically went, look, we're not tolerating this, we're putting in a whole new terms of service for the forums, we're going to get behind this person. But necessarily, was that enough? Should they have done an ad campaign or something along those lines? What do you all think a corporation can do beyond just hiring, I'll have to say it, food bank, uh, for marketing purposes when they're not even putting in um, women gamers into, say, World of Warcraft ads. You've got Mr. T, you've got Ozzy, where's um, Madeline Albright? Madeline Albright? That's as pop culture as you can get? <laughs> really? Maybe. West. Seriously. <laughs> West, come on. <laughs> that, that would be amazing, but I don't think we're going to get that. We could go a little more pop culture than but At least come with Betty White. Yes, Betty White! <laughs> that is the correct answer. And she would probably do it. I mean, the fact that that video when, um, when, oh, what is her name? Aubrey Plaza was in the World of Warcraft commercial, uh, the community famous, and she's just hilarious. Um, like, 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 I saw it and I was like, oh my god, it's a girl in a World of Warcraft commercial! Yay! Like, the fact that I still freak out like that, or like I freak out when the Black Ops 2 commercial had that, you know, girl like throwing the tomahawk, and I was like, yay, they put one in there! Like, <laughs> in there. Oh, like, they, they, they stuck one in there, I'm like, it is, it is now 2013, y'all. And women still don't talk during those commercials, they're there, they're in the background, they're doing actions for like, dancing games, but mm. you never see them speak. Or you see them frowning because this game is going to make your girlfriend angry. It's actually the advertisement. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what? I'm going to get a higher score than you are. That's what's going to make you angry. <laughs> How many times have you heard in a rate, oh, I've got to go, I've got a girlfriend, I grow? A lot of times. Uh, oh, we got a, a hand raise in the back for that one. <laughs> really? Well, <laughs> okay, then uh, let's start with Genesee in terms of personal experiences. Oh, yay. I've been pretty fortunate, I have to say. Most of the people who listen to my show are actually very kind and don't say a lot of horrible things. Most of the things that occur to me are just general uh, perception issues, which I've sort of started thinking about recently. I had an interview with Joe Peacock, who you may know was on CNN for talking about the Booth Babes and how he felt <laughs> Booth Babes you know, weren't real girl gamers or real geeks or, or things like that. And it's sort of sparked a discussion where I've been more aware of it lately. Uh, I do not walk in a geek-related venue holding hands with my boyfriend because, or my man, because if I do, uh, people will look at me and discount me as though I don't really know what I'm doing and I'm just there because he's interested. I've noticed myself doing that lately, which is good to notice, <laughs> but the perception's still there. And, uh, I don't know, personal experiences. Most of my bad personal experiences are on YouTube. <laughs> YouTube is a pit. Bitch, make me a sangria. <laughs> sangria? Uh, I'm going to drink it myself then. It's elevating. You'll get something red, are, but it's not a sangria. Are you making sangria? <laughs> are you making sangria? Because I want some if you're making sangria. So do I. Alright, so next year, this guy was having sangria. Yes. <laughs> our own cups. Yeah. <laughs> the best part's when you eat the fruit at the bottom. Yes. <laughs> Don't start. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Uh, personal experiences. <laughs> That's a personal experience. Last <laughs> night. <laughs> There was no sangria last night. No. Now I'm sad. <laughs> we could have had some, but oh, anyway, let's, let's, let's move let's on to the gaming. This <laughs> become women and booze. <laughs> that could be interesting. You though. would totally see that. <laughs> oh, is this my? Is yes. it now my turn? Yes. I've stolen the mic and talked about sangria, so now I have to talk about real personal experiences. Yes. Um, like Jen here, I have been very lucky. Um, Really, the worst thing I think has ever happened to me 
in a sort of like negative gendered context um, is people assuming I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I do walk around holding hands with my fiance, but that's because I love him. Oh. 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 <laughs> I'm not going to point him out, but he is turning red right now. <laughs> if he gets the color of, the, of a tomato, we may be able to spot him anyway. I win. <laughs> but um, I have been harassed while I was cosplaying. But that's mostly just being sort of unwantedly hit on. Anybody in here ever had that same experience? Last Hi. Night. Last night, yeah, yeah. That's also a problem. And I was in my pajamas. Oh. Okay. Oh well, that's yeah. that's interesting. Con harassment is a topic for another panel. Yeah, that that could be. Or or post panel if you want to come talk to me about that. Um, and I think part of it is very physical. I'm six feet tall. It's kind of hard to, to talk down at someone who's taller than you. And she always glares. And I don't look happy most of the time. <laughs> Find her at about 10 o'clock tonight after she's had two drinks. Two then drinks she'll smile. Well, I gave you one earlier of me table flipping, but um, <laughs> that, that was rightfully deserved. Um, I have had a lot of people follow me around at cons, kind of the, you know, creepy guy when I'm in costume. Yes, complete creepers. I've had, uh, I've had guys since I was 12 telling me that I don't know what I'm doing at a convention because that's when I started going on my own because my parents have no interest in comics or video games or anything. <laughs> So they, say, they don't even know. I'm the hold the bag girl. She walks around in black hat, and I'm the hold the bag girl. She <laughs> and as I hold the bag, I see people go by with cameras and take un, unasked for snapshots of various parts of her body yes, like, as they the, walk by. They're probably all over the internet. So, um, so she, she got to see firsthand how I can't walk five feet in, on a convention floor if I'm actually in costume. So that's always fantastic. But since I was 12, with comic books. I've been told, well, what are you doing here? No, you probably don't know anything about that. Why don't we start you with number one in that? Um, I worked at a comic shop for the better part of 10 years straight, and I still had people coming in, and mind you, I've judged magic. Uh, I've actually, yes, I am actually a level one judge in magic. So I can actually do that, and I've been to big tournaments, and you know who the person is that they don't want to come over and help judge them? This person, because you know who they think isn't a judge? This person. So, 10 years in a comic shop, even after working there for nine years, I still had people coming in going, oh, well, where's the guy that works here? You can't recommend a good comic. You, you don't read them. I sit here four days a week. I have read every single comic on the shelves. I could tell you if you're reading the wrong thing, <laughs> which is probably a lot of them. Melissa, <laughs> uh, do you want to add in? Yeah, because I, I, I have a giant knapsack full of fun. Uh, <laughs> that seems to be this end of the table. Are you <laughs> over his hunger? <laughs> did, yeah. you, did you really ask that? Just short of that. Um, no, just like 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 uh, when I when I was trying to get one of those job type things when I was a teenager, and and I was like, what what can I spend my employee discount on the most awesomely? And I want to work for GameStop. And like, I don't play video games. It'd be sweet. Um, I walked in and they wouldn't even give me an application because they said that I couldn't be able to handle the clientele. Really? Because the GameStop that, uh, that yeah. moves around the corner from my house, my ex-boyfriend is the manager there. Yeah. He works with all women. Yeah. This Every single saying. one yeah. in and there. I was, and, I, and I was, you know, and this was before, you know, I took intro to women's studies and I found my, my, my voice and my calling. You know, so, so before I, you went, just give me the damn application. Yeah, <laughs> You know, you know, before I could do that, um, and you know, so I, I just didn't know what to do at that point. I just did not have the tools in order to fully answer that with the proper educational beatdown that was deserved. The worst part of that is when it catches you by surprise. Yes. And you're like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess I can't. All right. Yeah, and and the, and the worst part is when it's like 15 minutes later and you're down the hall and you're like, ah. Oh, Oh, like, oh, yes. oh, 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 oh. There it goes. That's all your fault, Monica. <laughs> 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 
happened at least once. During, um, during the panel, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so, so the, the, the problem is, is that, the problem is, is that we could go on forever. That's an issue. The problem is, is that only opened the front pocket. Yeah, it, it, was, it was only like a little zipper pocket that, that doesn't fit anything. You know, and, and, and if I asked a lot of people in here, you would probably be able to fill at least an hour with stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just, just a show of hands, how many people have had a gender-specific negative impact on them during a con. <laughs> during a con, yeah. yeah. During yeah. a con alone, during that's alone. how many people. Skadoosh. Um, See? Uh, <laughs> point taken. Playing online. <laughs> ah, there it is. Now, 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 here's my thing. How many people have either quit playing something or quit doing something, quit going to a con, not gone somewhere, not done something, because of that. I stopped judging magic in that, large tournaments. That this is problem. why we still need to have this fucking conversation. Because that should not be happening anymore. Yeah. Anymore. Let's, let's, let's move this along and yeah. uh, now for some positive. Uh, yeah, so yeah, let's start with that. Uh, okay, who well, just, who's going to be positive? My story, I can just roll right into this. Well, well, well who, who's, who, who people some good people to know? Oh, people actually know who are positive? Okay, yeah. well, I'll have a good positive impact. Well, we're all awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is related, I promise. Um, so who's familiar with the hashtag one reason why? Yes! Yeah. I was there when it went down. I was there in the room. Yes. Yeah, I was there when it went um, down. So people you should know, if you didn't know how this whole thing got, the one reason why got started, um, it was actually Luke Crane, the guy who wrote Burning Wheel, who tweeted, why are there no lady developers? Those words. And people you should know, he was responded to by Maggie Baker of Night Sky Games. So these are all pen and paper role-playing games, who is an amazing woman, uh, writes some really great stuff. If you don't know her, you should look her up. You should look up her games, Night Sky Games, writes all sorts of really cool stuff. Um, and she's married to Vincent Baker, who's the guy who wrote Dogs in the Vineyard, Apocalypse World. Familiar with that? Anybody? I think you're going a little too Maybe indie. Maybe too, too indie, too indie. Their first album is better. <laughs> really? Did, did you I really go there? I went there. Um, and Jessica Hammer, who is also oh, getting yeah. a PhD in video games and is also an amazing woman, and they and Philomena Young, who wrote for White, uh, White Wolf. She did oh, that was mine. That I was going to use. Thanks. Yeah, bunch of stuff. Sorry. <laughs> Ah, sorry, I'll make you think on your feet now. Ah, I hate you. We should have discussed this beforehand. Yes, this way Monica <laughs> didn't list everyone. Yeah, stop there. When they okay. responded to him, and then it snowballed, and I was just live tweeting one of our our face-to-face -face games, and I was like, what's this? What's going on? And then I realized it was like one reason why I was like, oh, I'm retweeting like it's my job. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it is. Can see how others. This one's majority for women, but guys can join it too. Uh, if you've ever heard of the Sugar Gamers, mm -hmm. Keisha Howard is the founder of that. And it is a, I guess you'd say a club, a group of people that game together. And they're very non-judgmental. You, can, you be... can watch her entire interview online. <laughs> yes, you could. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there are certain groups um, that you have to be, you know, elite to get into if you're a gamer and a certain uh, level. And this is not one of them. This is one of those, there's meetups, get together, we're going to play some games. If you suck, no one cares. You just if you've out. never played a game, show up anyway. That's right. They will introduce you to a game. And they're basically, I think they're Chicago-based, but they're expanding, and they're sugar gamers, which I, I really like them. And Keisha is really a good inspiration for that. Um, let's see, Emmy Hennig, who's the Uncharted creator. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have a real fondness for journey and tattoos. Um, <laughs> coordinated. Um, and if you've ever played Journey, I, I hope you have. If you haven't, you should pick it up. It's by that game company. Uh, beautiful story. And Kelly Santiago is one of the women who uh, helped write that. And she's also a good person to look up if you're looking for inspiration that are specifically women. Well, Monica already took mine, but I'm still going to go with... You, if you don't know who's actually making your games, write in the front cover. That's always the place to look to see who 
major games. And you know what? Usually you'll find at least one woman in the front cover of the games as a creator in some manner or another. And that's just awesome to begin with. But a lot of people just don't pay any attention. <laughs> Allow me to throw out Jess Hartley, too, for you. Oh, no, I forgot Another the name of White Wolf. Thanks. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. So I'm going to go I'm going to go broad, quick, um, and I'm also going to include some transgender voices because I think that's also Hell yeah. Um, that is also something that's practically in this conversation, so I'm just going to rattle rattle off the list. Maddie Bryce. Woo! Uh, <laughs> Annie Pixelani. Uh, then we have Courtney Stanton and uh, uh, Lisa Rockdog and um, uh, Fred Braithwaite and Kim Swift and yeah, but definitely Maddie Bryce and and uh, and, and Anthony, Annie Pixelani, Daphne, like just that 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 whole crew is awesome. It's fabulous. Like I've, I've I've learned so much just from following Maddie Bryce on Twitter in like a week, you know, than than that I have in like so many classes that I've taken, you know. So it's they're they're fabulous women, and um, definitely the transgender voice is something that that also needs to be more visible. So so get your fix there. Yeah. I think Tennessee has If I can one. jump in there too, since we're speaking about transgendered, uh, somebody that I forgot to mention was Serafina Brennan, who is a community specialist at Turbine and uh, helps with DDO. If you're in that community, yes. you probably interact with her. She was also an editor on Massively and came out on Massively. Uh, her name was Colin and before transition. And she's Serafina now. She has a really unique perspective having been a man and now a woman and the difference in how you're treated in gaming. Uh, she's also extremely cool and has wonderful stories about playing PvP and pretending to be a girl and I don't know what to do and then taking the flag and shanking people and then... <laughs> awesome. Yes. Alright, um, for any of the stories that have been kind of mentioned here but haven't been, uh, you may have wants more information, uh, Genesee's podcast has covered a lot of this thing. It's the Gray Area Podcast. It's Genesee.com. Again, the cards are up here. Uh, please check out all the other podcasts that are part of this. And um, let's move in and take a couple questions. I think we've got about So, Q&A. Yeah. Do, do we want to make a line? This way we can hand them a mic or something? I don't know. Um, I want to do it. It's kind of far well, from the okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, why don't the, the fellow off on the side there who originally threw off Monica's vibe because I had to get his arm down? Yeah, no. Uh, back to uh, gatekeeping. A question I have for you guys is why do you think people do this? Why is it important Ooh, to say? It's elitism. I have, I have a bit of a. Yeah, Especially in light of the fact that people of the opposite gender who have common interests to you. Seems like something you would want. Right. <laughs> exactly. Go that guy. Yes. Bravo. Yes. Uh, I, I have I have a small theory. I guess it, I guess it's the idea that you know this this particular subculture is something that a lot of us got into because we couldn't be mainstream because we got picked on. It was a community for us. Um, you know, and but it was. You know, back in the D's, it was, it was very much a very super heavy boys club, and you know, the, it was a safe space. The community was a safe space, and now that gaming is becoming more popular, it's becoming a lot more mainstream um, because we're you know reaping the benefits of our second wave mothers and third wave mothers and all that stuff. You know, because of that, you know. Now we have a lot more people of all sorts of identity makeups entering, and it's like, oh my God, our treehouse is being invaded. WTF? Um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's being invaded by the by the people that look like they would have made fun of us back in the day. And there's, you know, there's there's kind of like that weird backlash towards including people in that safe space. But it's like, hey. You know, we like what you like too, man. It's cool. You know, we. Totally. So, yeah, I don't know. All right. The third wave there refers to feminist movements, yeah. in case you guys are not familiar with that. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, I, I still vote it's a lot of elitism. The, the same concept. It's, you know what? I built my treehouse on Nintendo and Atari and some comic books. But 
you know what? If somebody just wants to come in and they got into it because of Pokemon, whichever one it is, you know what? Let them in. So. Party. Yeah. In my opinion, this is an entirely mental uh, genre. And I think it's one of the few times you'll see men and women come up against each other in a neutral form where you're all avatars and physicality doesn't matter. Uh, in my experience in martial arts, I can tell you that some men don't take it very well when they get pawned by a woman, physically. And in this case, you've got little avatars that are fighting each other in video games, otherwise in role-playing it's your imagination. And I think if you're used to... Uh, that can be intimidating, I, I guess, not having the difference in your know, physical form, being able to be taken out by somebody else, uh, specifically, you know, dealing with gender issues already in the world, you know, where you, women are supposed to be smaller and more protected, and men are bigger and bad and fight and stuff. Having, having those broken in such a manner, I think, can be kind of odd for men. You know, they're probably not used to that, and I just think sometimes it's a reaction to that unexpectedness. Okay, I believe... Monica! Uh, Monica, Monica gets to talk! Monica does get to talk, right? <laughs> <laughs> Monica normally swamps the mic before there's a pause. Uh, we went in order, we're being we nice. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we, I can be we took turns. No. Let Monica talk. <laughs> the audience has spoken. The audience has spoken. Well, Elise's uh, 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 several of my favorite socio-social uh, <laughs> justice buzzwords. Oh, Heteronormative, oh, safe space. Yes. Okay. Anyway, um, so... You lost your phone. Alright, you know... Don't look at me, I don't have it. <laughs> we did not steal it from you, Monica. No, no, right, okay, so there's a ton of cultural baggage that causes these things like you were talking, what you were talking about. I wanted to springboard off of you and talk about men being uncomfortable with being, you know, hip-checked by a woman and stuff like that, and then the virtual equivalent of that, and there's there's just a, a crack ton of cultural baggage that's there that we can talk about after the panel, because otherwise I will talk about this forever. Um, and change is scary. Yeah, and that's, a, that's an entire thing as a species, though, that we fear change. So even a subculture, no matter which one it is, you're going to fear the new and the different. Alright, I think now we can do it. Next question. Uh, the woman with pink hair in the far back has been most eager. <laughs> yes. So, first of all, I have to say thank you for actually acknowledging the I've asked a couple of people this. Um, I've been fighting gamers. And I've noticed that, you know, I know that there's a lot of competitive women ga gamers that are starting to come to the forefront, but it seems to be that most of it is for shooters. Um, I'm rarely, I, I'm usually the only, and you have to pardon my slightly sexist how I usually put it. Again, my room is transgender, we go through this. I'm usually the only vagina bearer in this tournament. <laughs> And what I would like your input on is how can we help get other girls to have the confidence to come out and be more public and compete and kick ass because I know mm. they're very talented. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> we start with Monica. Monica's going to pee your pants if you don't let her answer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, change doesn't happen quickly. And it doesn't happen easily. So uh, what you do is you smash against the social pressure to not be there. You show up where you're not wanted, and you don't leave. And you bring more women with you, and they don't leave. And you don't quit, even though people try to push you out with gatekeeping, with foul language, uh, with social pressure. That's Throw the thing. language back at them. You <laughs> Throw the language back at them. Yeah. Yes, no. I'm a woman, and I'm not leaving. Yeah, just don't and I'm not making keep, you a sandwich. Be a wrecking ball. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. <laughs> Shoulder it, own it, fight back. That's how you can do it. I like your answer. It requires a lot of strength, and I think it's important to have friends, and especially male friends, that support you in that as well and are, are standing up for you. I do like your answer. Um, I think gaming in general has a very poor reputation. And I don't understand, you know, everyone knows the stereotype of heavy guy in the basement living with his mom or the girl who's like kind of especially weird, you know. 
I think we need to improve I don't know if I should be offended by being called especially weird. I am especially you weird. You called yourself out as especially weird. <laughs> I, I, well, that's true. <laughs> I think we need to improve the reputation of gaming by putting more of the positive stories out there, emphasizing some of the more creative and better aspects of gaming. I mean, if you look right now at the games being burned, uh, I think, you know, that Connecticut, is, Connecticut is just sad to me to see that, you know, an entire town now thinks that every gamer is some sort of a serial killer. And I think we need to do something to combat some of this bad press we've been getting by, by being more vocal about the good things. I have to agree with that. The entire, the entire thing is a little ludicrous for that. But, um, you know what, you could always try doing what I did. I got a whole bunch of girls into magic and I know some of the top players in the world. One of my friends, uh, Jackie, is actually, she plays in Worlds. Um, you just bring the next generation in with you. You know what, you got a little sister, you've got a younger cousin, get them, in, get them into it now and start bringing them with, to places that you feel comfortable that they can start playing and with men that you know aren't gonna be mentally abusive to them. So then when you wanna take them to a big tournament, they can go and you know what, they're gonna kick ass and then no one can say anything to them, ever. <laughs> because if you're good enough to be there, if you're good enough that you're beating the boys, they should just shut up and go home. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's actually true. If you're gonna whine, don't, don't do it in public. <laughs> As we whine. Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah. and, and I guess sort of piggy on, 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 on Monica's amazingness. Um, um, what what my uh, my queer theory professor came up with something that that I have taken and I've run with called the politics of fun. Um, that's sort of like like I'm, I'm going to use it towards towards gaming. And it's it's basically being as as open and as loud and as proud as possible of your hobby and sharing it with as many people as you like and um, and engaging in things like you know like 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 what I termed as like because um, there there used to be this sort of activist stuff like, like queers night out where you know um, homosexual couples would like go out and have dates and like kiss openly and you know hold hands in malls and like. Like little steps like that are actually very, very um, powerful and active. And I think in gaming we can do the same by having a sort of you know gamers night outs where you know don't turn your mic off, be loud, be proud, make your avatar look however the hell you want it to look. If you want to use princess ribbon unicorn fart thirteen, <laughs> do it. Everybody, be allies, be strong, don't laugh along, don't be silent, because silent is just as painful as agreeing. And be loud, be proud, have fun, it's a fucking video game! Like, really? It's entertainment! Have fun and be happy about it! Be happy, be happy! We'd like to thank everybody out there from the bottom of our hearts uh, for your attendance. Um, hopefully we'll be back next year with something similar, but uh, that's it for it's questions. Yeah, 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 we, we need more time next year. But we're out of time. And if you guys want to ask us any questions, yes. feel free to come up. Now yeah. the panel's over. A big thank you to MAGFest. I really did enjoy it. Uh, and also to Elisa Melendez, Monica Spica, and Tiana Rossi, who also were on the panel with me. Uh, you can find Monica at Invisible Princess on Twitter. You can find Diana at Amber Colored Fire. You can find Elisa at Elisa Rock Doc. You can always find me at Gray Area Podcast. And if you'd like to see a video of this panel, there should be one out shortly. And uh, maybe you'll get some of the, the laughter, which uh, you can't really tell what that's about, uh, listening to it purely. And uh, I hope you did enjoy that. If you'd like to leave some feedback, which I would love if you would do, you can find me on Twitter at Gray Area Podcast again, or on iTunes where you can leave a review. I would love it if you would leave a star. And if you have any gray areas in your relationships or need a new perspective, you can email questions, advice, or suggestions for who you'd like to see on the show to genesegray at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week with a new episode. 
This podcast is a part of the Signals Media All-Star Network. For more information on this and other fine shows, go to SignalsMedia.com. It's okay to stick our stuff in your ears. Really?